You're listening to the Credit Union Leadership Podcast, a podcast that delivers value and offers up insight that'll help your credit union grow. ServiceStar has been consulting with credit unions for over 20 years, growing them in the areas of cultural development, leadership development, and management training. To learn more about what ServiceStar can do for you or your credit union, check them out at servicestarconsulting.com. Thanks for coming back to the Credit Union Leadership Podcast, Dr. Anika Davis. In episode one, we talked about, am I an innovative leader? And you know what? We probably have some people on this podcast listening right now who have a title of Director of Innovation, and, and uh, maybe they work for a company based on the second series that we did uh, that is either innovative uh, or somewhere in the middle in that in that scale of being innovative. So uh, Dr. Anika Davis, let's go through again the definition of innovation and why it's important to leadership. Most definitely. Thanks again. Glad to be back talking about one of my passion um, topics that I love. So throughout these series, we've talked about what innovation looks like. And many people think it's that pie in the sky idea. I remember when I was a kid, going to space was like, innovation and technology, you know? Um, However, others think of it as new ideas, practices, and solutions. So we've been using this standing definition, Scott, during our conversations of the ability to generate ideas, practices, and solutions to the problems and challenges that face us. Today's episode, we're going to talk about, is there a match in my level of innovation and the culture of which the credit union that I work at uh, is innovative? So uh, how do we match that up? What if I am not that innovative and I work for a highly innovative credit union? Or what if I'm super innovative and my credit union's one that just doesn't want to change with the times? Um, so we're going to give some some really good meat to chew on uh, with Dr. Anika Davis today. Super excited to, to get into it. So let's say we've got an innovative leader uh, based on how we've defined it uh, in our first podcast together, who's working for a company who's not on the same level of innovation based on our second podcast together. What's your um, prescription, doctor? What, what If I'm going to the uh, innovation pharmacy, what would you prescribe I do as someone who's highly innovative, but I work for an organization that's not? Yeah. So, I would first start by thinking about how do you, and then we talked last episode about, you know, the non-technical piece. So in preparation, you know, for a conversation that perhaps you and I can have one-on-one when you reach out to me, everyone, is how do I like to go about solving problems? You know, I've seen people when they bake cakes, you know, you asked me earlier for a, just a basic everyday example, you know, if you bake a cake, have you ever met that person where they read the back of the box? Like my husband will read the box. He reads the instructions and all of the measurements, he's an engineer. So all the measurements have to be exactly precise. Then you meet other people who are like a pinch of this, you know, a hint of this. And I'm like, how do you even know how that works? They all are solving the problem of baking a cake, right? They're just going about it in very different ways. And as we talked earlier, adapters seek to make things better using the existing paradigm. Okay, so I have butter, I have uh, milk, and I have eggs. How do I put all of that together? Whereas you have somebody else who are innovators, they're like, you know what, I want to make a cake, but I'm going to make a cake that nobody's ever tasted before. You know, so they're both, again, going about the problem of baking a cake and coming up with different ways and their own creative preferred style in order to achieve the goal. And so I'm guessing the person who's baking a cake, not using the back of the box recipe, 
would be led to potentially failing more often. So if I'm highly innovative and uh, and I'm working for a, an organization that doesn't support high innovation, is there, is there a high chance I'm going to get in trouble for being highly innovative because I'm going to have a higher failure rate than uh, somebody who's baking the cake using the instructions in the back of the box? And that is very, very possible. Those who are more highly innovative as far as trying to make things different, that's why we need to partner with those who read the back of the box. Because if you're on the end of the scale where you're like, I'm going to try to infinity beyond and go to the moon and do all these wonderful things, those are great ideas. But sometimes for many of us, you know, on the call, we may have limited budgets, right? You might not have, you know, a $2 million marketing budget to compete with the financial institution around the corner from you. So how do you take what you have, the ingredients that you have on that back of that proverbial box and really make something great and wonderful that represents your brand that's equally creative? and will achieve the goal of attracting new members or retaining those that you already have. I like it. So if I just got hired to be the director of innovation at a credit union, and I actually don't feel like I'm that innovative, uh, I'm on the flip of the spectrum. And maybe, not maybe, probably the credit union is maybe higher on the spectrum because they just created this position called director of innovation. So, you know, I get pulled up the ranks. My new title is director of innovation. I really don't feel like I'm that innovative. Uh, what do I do if that's the mix match? I'm working for a highly creative uh, credit union and I'm not that highly creative. And now it's my job to, to roll with innovation at that credit union. What would you give for that person's prescription? I would first talk with that person and ask them to tell me why. Tell me why they think that they're not. Because going back to Curtin's model, we all are creative. If we're thinking of innovation as I have to create that flying car and you're just used to, you know, hey, making that cake, you can make a fantastic cake. You know, reading the instructions on the back of the box, you are creative because you have a skill set that many people do not. So I think we have to reframe again, as we've been talking about during these episodes, how do we, what is, what's innovative? You were selected for that role because sometimes folks see things in us that we can't, we can't see ourselves. So you have the ability to motivate others, right? You have the ability to get projects done and completed. I know Mike talks a lot about organizational ADD, right? You are able to start something, help navigate the team through it, and actually complete it. That can be creativity because many people don't have that skill set. You know, one of the things we talked about earlier in preparation, Scott, was the transformational versus transactional leadership. And uh, so just for those of you who are not familiar with the terms, transformational leadership is to be that vision uh, caster where you're like, hey, team, we're going down this road and we're going to be here in three to five years and or maybe a year or two or whatever your runway is for that. And the transactional leader, there's nothing wrong with that. Again, it's just two opposite sides of the coin. What they do is they're able to manage and they're able to get the work done. Now, again, when we have these different dichotomies, so to speak, Scott, people always think, well, I want to be transformational or transactional, which is better. It's not always a matter of which is better. It's what's needed at the time. Because when I had a team under me, I couldn't be the visionary transformational Anika every day when it came to payroll. They needed that transactional leader who was able to process their payroll so they would get paid on time. They needed somebody to approve their vacation. So the best leader, if you're in that director of innovation, director of strategy and innovation, you see those titles, it takes a combination. 
You have to know how to be transactional. You have to know how to be transformational. So let's set up some time where we can talk and have a conversation about where you are on the scale and then how you can relate where you are and better serve your teammates, your peers, and your senior management in the organization. We teased a giveaway in the second series of this three-part series. And so it's it. We are here. Radio teaser. Let's hear it. Dr. Anika Davis, you got a giveaway for the listeners. What is it? Those of you who are interested, please reach out to me at getwinningresults.com. My my website, schedule some time with me. Feel free to email me at Anika, A as an Apple, N as a Nancy, I-K-A, at getwinningresults.com. And I will be offering three free KAI inventories with a free feedback session for the first three people that I get emails from. So I look forward to uh, talking with you to help you learn more about your style, learning more about your organization and how do you navigate this new space for you. Check out the show notes for your opportunity to work with Dr. Anika Davis for free. Check out her giveaway as well as information about the KAI accreditation she has and how she can help your credit eat with it. Well, from me, thanks again for joining us for this three-part series. Thanks again, Dr. Anika Davis. We'll catch you on the next episode of the Credit Union Leadership Podcast.